two. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Timothy Shockley, Dream Also Podcast. I'm with my boy Aaron Withers for Everyday I What's Trade. Happening? Uh, What's real happening? quick, uh, we're going to talk about cannabis and sports uh, as it relates to the athlete, uh, mental health, health and wellness, and we may go down some rabbit trails. So just stick with us. I promise you this will be to be a good show. Uh, but before we get started, make sure you go to dreammostlecoffee.com and patronize us. We feel like we have the best coffee in the world. So if you have not had Dream Muscle Coffee, please go there and support us today. We ship to all 50 states. We do not ship outside the U.S. right now, uh, but we ship, ship to all 50 states. Uh, you can also subscribe to our email uh, list. You can keep updated on all the wonderful products that are going on and being developed at Dream Muscle Coffee. Uh, but let's get into it. What's up? Let's bro? get into up, it. Man? Not much, man. Just just sitting out here, Hank. I'm trying to relax a little bit, man. I've been to football camps all these last two weeks. Yeah. And, man, it's just been crazy. It's been fun to get back at it after kind of a, a long hiatus and uh, being able to see all these young athletes that are hungry to get after it, man, like we were. So, yeah, yeah man, things are things are good right now. Things are great. That's yeah. what's up, man. Hey, real quick, hey, real quick, man, just kind of talk about every day I train. Uh, I had the privilege of when you was in Austin, I had the privilege of coming out there and, and checking out the facility. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was it was interesting because like uh, it was a sports, sports, sports facility and it was very functional. And uh, it's kind of cool because you you coming from the football background and then seeing you you was and when you was in Austin, you was primarily training baseball players. I thought that yeah. was kind of cool, man. The switchover was kind of cool. So talk a little bit more about that and also so- what you do in Arizona. Yeah, so uh, my company is Everyday I Train, and and what I do is I take the athlete and isolate them from the sport. So what that means is I I individualize the athlete that comes in, see how they move, and I make a program based on their movement. So if they're uh, trailing their arm in their in their speed, if they if they got you know uh, displaced hips or tight hips, I pinpoint all those different things to make sure that I can make them faster in their sports. So like you said, uh, you saw me training baseball players. Hey, they are, they athletes, they move. So my job is to get them from home base to home base as fast as possible. Right. So what I, what I, I wasn't a baseball player. I studied the game for the five years that, that I was actually down there in Austin, Texas. I watched the game, see how they move, learning to call signals from the end of the infield to the outfield. I'm a steward of the game. So that way I can see exactly what these baseball players need. Uh, Developing those baseball players, it wasn't my job to teach them the baseball. They've been doing it since they were little kids. So my job, was again, was to just train them how to move within their sport. So that's what Everyday I Train is geared for. I am not a one-stop shop for everything. I'm a one-stop shop for your specific needs. So uh, you can find us on the uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Everyday I Train. So here in, here in, uh, in uh, Phoenix now, we're doing a lot of football camps, developmental camps for young men. So um, most of the stuff we do is sports related, but then we even dive deeper into um, vi- doing video interviews, learning how to manage money, learning how to not stay in trouble, learning how to pick your friends, financial stability, all those different things that that we leave out in sports. But you got to realize that it's more than the, more than a game. My job is to help develop young men and women to be the best, uh, uh, people that we can put out here in the world. A lot of times we just look at them as athletes, but hey, they got a story. 
they got lives and it's more than a game to them. So uh, we try to put all those things together to develop, you know, to, to help people be better than they were yesterday. My only, uh, my main uh, uh, slogan for our company is compete in life, right? Every day I train to compete in life. You can't uh, sit around and think anybody's going to hand anything to you. You got to work. You got to do the work. You got to trust the process. We talked about the process last week. Yeah. Um, you got you got to go through uh, uh, through the ups and downs in order to get where you want to get. So that's what we do it every day. I train. Yeah. Make sure you compete in life. So, yeah, out here, man, we're doing football camps. It's fun. It's, it's a busy time right now. And it's a, it's exciting. It's exciting right now, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think, man, I think more than anything, I think you've been very consistent with the kids, man. And that's what's needed right now. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, every day I train, number one, I like the name and the logo. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think as it relates to the kids, man, I think you're doing a phenomenal job um, with the youth. And that's, that's kind of where our, our focus needs to be directed. And so, that's what brings us to this topic of cannabis and sports as it relates to the athlete, because so many of these kids are having, especially with football players, primarily football players and, and uh, young soccer players, uh, they're having early head trauma. Yeah. And, you know, you know, we've been playing ball. We play ball at a young age. And so I remember from peewee from middle school, high school, it was always lights out, you know. Right. Uh, it it was it was mano mano. It was it was bull in the ring. It was Oklahoma drill. It was a hey, crackback. It was hey, you better play catch, like you, you better, got another body in the closet. Yeah, you better <laughs> hey, you better catch, hey you better not hey you better not get caught walking on the field. Hey, you about to get. Yep. It was a time where coaches gave us that permission. If you saw anybody walking during a play, you had. The, you had his permission to go and just boom, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you, you remember when Warren Sapp did that in a, in a game? He get that against a uh, on an interception. He did that against a uh, Green Bay Packer dude was walking out there and he saw a free target. You know that's why we say what? Keep your head on the swivel. Keep your head on the swivel. <laughs> <laughs> keep your head on the swivel. Head on the swivel. Boy, yep. something's coming, man. And uh, that's right. And now, the more I look back on that, I don't know if I, I don't know what I believe about it now. You know, some, some of it, I'm like, man, that was stupid. You know, uh, but then some of it was like, man, I was, you know, it's kind of hard to assess. Is that a warrior mentality or is that just stupidity? You know, <laughs> you, you know what? It's, it's environmental. So think about it. Uh, there's tribes in Africa where they tie ropes on their legs and they jump off of trees to prove their manhood. Think about, uh, us coming in as outsiders seeing that. Do we think that's crazy? Absolutely. But is that the environment that they grew up in? That's what they, we grew up in an environment of violence. We grew up in a, uh, 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 an environment where, where dads were pushing us to go harder. Hey, don't yeah. be crying. You know, if you, if you hurt, rub some dirt on it. Or when your ankle's twisted three different ways, walk it off. That's how we, we, we grew up. So, right. um, no, I, I think the, the game, is 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 based on environment now look at our world and everything anything goes everybody's sensitive everybody's crying about this look at me and, and I, i'm trying to feel sensitive about this that and the other we didn't have time for that stuff man we had we had we had a chip on our shoulder 
We had bad attitudes. And when daddy said run through a wall to get that play, we was going to do that. Nowadays, it's a, it's a different game. Kids are brought up a little bit different. And I ain't saying right. that it's a, it's, a, it's a bad thing. It's, it's changed the way sports is as a whole. Right. You know, it changed the way sports is as a whole. And uh, frankly, Frank, I don't like it. <laughs> I, I don't like the softness that I see. Man, I had a kid who couldn't do five push-ups today cry. He couldn't do five push-ups and he cried. And I said, hey, man, what you crying for? And he, he said, you know, kids ain't in touch with their emotions nowadays. You know, they, they got all the terrible foods. They're watching the TikToks and they don't know what to think. So, so how can we expect them to come out there and put their mind and focus in a sport that's, you know, it's socially changing. Sports are socially changed right now. And man, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. You know, I like to enjoy my sports. You know, the physicality. It's like the football is like the, the last, for me, it's like the last male bastion of, of, of malehood on the planet. It's, oh, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's the one thing that we can go see two, two grown men running to each other, you know, then shake hands after the game. Because sometimes you need that controlled violence in, 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 in this type of world, you know. And everybody's right. telling us to suppress it. Now, dog, I <laughs> I got to see this on the field because that helps me out. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So Thanks, I don't bro. know, brother. And so yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. It's a hard one to sift through, man. Just because, like, uh, like you said, I think when it comes to violence and and, and just the a mentality, I think you know. I think back in the day, it was more like, hey, you 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 better. You know, you, you better get that guy, or you better get him. You better not let him dominate you. You know, it was more of a. Uh, I felt like in some instances it was more about. I mean, it could it could have. I mean, if you look at football in the old days, bro, like it, it was violent. It was literally violent, and I think even today, it's not as violent. And it's I'm, I'm cool with that. But what you're saying is that it's it, they don't have it up here, man. Yeah. You know, they came. You know, like you said, push ups. You man, you ask him, dude. We was running till we passed out. You know, it's not right or wrong. It was just that's what it was. We had to be strong mentally, man. Yeah. And you you see guys today, man. I remember when my son was in high school. I got to observe one of his practices when he was in high school. He went to Lake Bernard, uh, and I was like, bro, y'all got it easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I said, it's not right or wrong. It's just like y'all got it easy. You know, yeah. and, a lot of, and even when I was coaching and training, man, I had to check myself at times, bro, because a lot of my mentality, bro, it was over the top. But it wasn't over the top because I wanted to be a butthead. It was over the top because that was just where my mind was, bro. Now, now, we're, 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 you, you see how we said you, you had to kind of almost had to reel yourself in and you almost went when you were coaching. I, I found myself doing that today. But you know how you know it's weird. I, I was sitting there thinking like, man, you going hard on these kids. But then, then I said to myself, that's where the development and coaching comes from, uh, comes in. I, I said, I walked around to the kids and said, Hey, I believe in you. You can do this. You know how they're making all the noises and telling themselves, man, I can't do this. That. Once they bought into it, their mindset changed. Now, were, 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 were they brought up in an environment to where they were taught that? Are they, are, are, are they, in a position now to where they see somebody who's been through what they do 
telling them, hey, you can do this. So, so it's like a it's like a shift here. It's, it's really weird. It's like you have to joystick these kids into belief systems now. You know right. what I'm saying? It, right. it's, it's so it's so weird. Uh, we always talk about kids being a sponge and they absorb everything. That's that's never changed. I think our approach to how we present the information to the kids have changed and how they receive it has changed. So, you know, coaching these kids nowadays is a, is a, is a bit of a challenge because I've stepped away from it. Now I'm back and you step away from coaching for two minutes. It's, it's a whole <laughs> different environment. You know what right. I mean? It's a, it's a completely different environment from two years ago to now. The kids uh, have changed. There's so many things that I can say and can't say. I had somebody challenge me on the on the old gender. I say the him, her, she stuff, the gender fluidity stuff. And I said, I'm old school, man. You a boy and you look like a boy. Guess what? That's what you are. It's a, and that's a, that's a, just in my opinion. But that just shows the, the how fast the environments change in sports. Uh, based on what's going on in the world, you know what I'm saying. And again, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll re say this: I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. It bothers me. It, no, it really does. It's horrible, bro. It's horrible, man. And yeah, it's just hard. And I think that's that's partly why I'm trying to how that's partly why I haven't found my place in the chat, man. So uh, I, I think it's just difficult, man. It's difficult. Like I said, we were conditioned one way. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but we were conditioned one way to be mentally tough. And you even try to even challenge a little bit on it, on, you know, and today and it's just like, oh, he, he was crying or he came home or you being rude or you being mean to him and this. And I'm like, you know what? Oh, y'all can go. Oh, y'all can get out. Oh, y'all. I quit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and that's why, and that's why, you know, I wanted, and that's why I was like, you know what? I think as it relates to this sport, man, um, football specifically, if I want to do anything in this sport, I'm going to have to create it myself, man, create the environment myself, create the mentality, create, you know, and then, and then, and then enroll people into it, you yeah. know, that way, you yeah. know, and go, and go through a full exam, go through a full assessment. So you would know exactly on what you're getting. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's, that's the sale. That's part of the sales process, man. You 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 gotta you gotta give the guidelines and then say hey this is work for you if not let's go like with parents uh, when the kids drop when these parents drop their kids off to me I say hey look over there there's my kids too they're not dead and guess what they show up every single day I'm gonna return your kid to you the way you dropped them off but one thing I will not do is put up with no parent mess if you don't want your kid here uh, take him home <laughs> you know what I'm saying I'm gonna say some harsh things to him I'm gonna push him. I'm never gonna disrespect them, but I'm gonna make sure that they re they respect me and they put in the work. And right. that's something that we did, man. We we put in the work, and a lot of us, a lot of guys, made it uh, successfully in a lot of their careers just because they got that extra push and they they learned those values in sports. And 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 these kids, I think nowadays, they don't have that 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 drive. Maybe they don't have the support system. And maybe that's why the game is is so much weaker. Football. I'm talking about all the games. Every sport is so much weaker. And and, and you know, it's 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 just a, it's just a different dynamic nowadays. So I don't know, man. It, it's just getting crazy for me. It's getting crazy with these sports. So 
So as so as it relates so as it relates to sports, and I guess we kind of on this line on the lines of youth sports. Do you think there needs to be like what do you think the responsibility should be in terms of mental in terms of brain health for the kids? That, uh, go ahead. Um, no, I was gonna say that's that's everything. That's everything. Um, again, the, the mental state of kids nowadays is so twisted. Um, kids have been, with, especially with this pandemic, kids aren't getting uh, the, the social stimulation that they need. They don't have the friendships. I'm hearing, I'm hearing stuff about conversations on phones via my kids' stuff, with kids talking about suicide and things like that. So the mental aspect of touching the sports, even beyond the physical, is so much more important because – if this kid is coming into a football camp, for instance, and his mind is on a little girlfriend that he has, and you know how they are emotionally now with that stuff, and you know, he get dumped, he's not going to be able to focus on no football field. He's thinking about that girl somewhere. You know right. what I mean? Or he's thinking about his daddy beating on his mama or something like that. But sure. I, I think that we concentrate more on the athletic side now still to win that championship, to win those games. But do we ever invest into looking into those kids' mental health? I think that's, that's a huge miss um, um, that we need to look into and dive into more because these kids are, these kids are suffering from all this stuff that's going on. And, and with the, all the information that they get, they get information thrown at them a million miles an hour. We had it cool. We had the paper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We had right. text messages and pagers. These kids got Twitter, Insta, Tweet Face. They got all these different things, uh, you know, developing them. And I think it's up to people like coaches and parents to to really t- to dive into these kids and ask them questions. Man, how you doing today? Uh, do you need any help with anything? Are you struggling with anything? And if there's anything I can do outside of praying for you, let me see if I can do that for you. I think that's something, the mental aspect of it, man, we got to really dive into that. We're missing that right now in sports. Definitely missing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, I mean, I mean, we see it. You know, it's so funny when I see uh, even when athletes grow up, and I see a guy who who's having. Uh, you know what I was thinking about? Uh, so when I went to my doctor when I was going through my mental issues with the uh, with the concussions, my doctor said something powerful. He was like, because he explained it to me. He said, "Hey." Your brain, imagine, I said, what age did you start playing football? 10 years old, start playing football at 10 years old, all the way up until I was 28. So that's 18 years. So literally, he was like, your brain was swollen for 18 years. And your brain stops developing at 25. So me being curious, I was like, all right, dang, I wonder how how jacked up I was because like I said we grew up in a time where it was bull and rain head on I mean it was just it was you was head hunting and so I was like dang how much did I, I lose by playing this sport as violently as we played it knowing now that your brain stops developing at age 25 I lost my memory at 28 and I had to, I had to come back, you know, and, and go through all these different treatments and stuff. And it's just like, it's just crazy. Like, so my question to you is, 
Like, what do you think we need to do to make sure that these kids are not jacking or protecting themselves, not just on the football field, but outside of the football field, so they won't have to deal with some of the issues? Because we know that there's no way to, to eliminate concussion from the game of football. Right. It's there, a violent sport. Yeah, like, if you're going to – if you like, let's be honest. To really eradicate the whole CTE, concussion, whatever, you got to just get rid of football. You got to get rid of football. And, <laughs> brother, I, I, talked to a, I talked to my cousin who's a, he's a coach at a Division I university. Um, he, said, he said, I called him and talked to him about this, about concussions. I don't want my son to play football. And, and for me to say that, that's, that's, that's bananas. That is bananas that I don't want my son to play football. A game that I love, a game that gave gave me all, all my friends in my life, the game who the gave who the game that gave me money, uh the discipline, structure. I don't Back. want my kid to play it. It's Back. because <laughs> it's because Dude. I'm living this thing and I understand that, like you said, I've been playing this game for a long time. I stopped playing at 32 years old. Yeah. And I started playing at six. Now imagine the trauma that I've endured that entire time. And you're saying that the brain studies have shown that the brain is swollen that, that entire time. Uh, look at the development that we've lost. Have we, have we really developed? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Since we've right. been going through that. And, and it's just so crazy. I said, man, I said, I told my wife, them baseball contracts is looking real good. You know what I'm saying? My right. son is playing baseball. Bro. You know? I, hey, I told, hey, man, I told, hey, the same, bro, the same thing. I was like, my, I hope my son, my sons, they love football. And my youngest yeah. son, and, and but really lately, he's been wanting to do basketball, escape, and, and baseball. I'm like, yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> bro, hey, yep. I, I, I tell people, man, I, hey, man, this is a different reality, man. I, I don't I don't want this for nobody, man. Yeah. I it's, don't want it, this for nobody, it's, bro. It's, it's, it's a. It's, it's like diabetes, man. It's a secret destroyer. It will destroy you a little bit at a time. You know, you're not losing limb, but you're losing your mind. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? It is it is literally deteriorating uh, young folks' brains. So you asked me who, uh, what, what, did you, what your question was, what is our responsibility in this? Uh, yeah. um, I, I think, or who's responsible? I think parents and coaches and education. What will change the dynamic is getting educated. Uh, again, I think the National Football League, Arena Football League, high school is doing a great job when it comes to early in the season. You know, the high schools, you got to go through uh, concussion protocol. You have to do the heads up training. You have to look at things like suicide. So I think they're doing a great job there. I think when those lights kick on on a Friday night, all that shit goes out the window. <laughs> all that goes out the window. And it's time to play football. Are they concerned? Right. Think about that. Think about the 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 implications of this. It's 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 the NFL who knows what's going on. Who who from the NFL to college to high school to little league, they're responsible. They they got the money. They they're, they they have a responsibility to tell the truth about this thing. And I don't believe that they're doing it. And you know I think they're doing it to a certain degree. But again, kickoff. All that's out the window. Wow, you got guys. It, it messes. It messes with that bottom line. Yeah, that's with everything. If it messes with the bottom line. Hey, man, we're gonna act like we don't know what's going on. I'll give you an example. I got a um, 
a 2014 Ram Eco Diesel, right? Worst engine on the planet. I didn't know this when I bought the vehicle. I'm doing my research, recall, here comes a recall. Here comes another recall. Here comes another recall. Then I find out somebody goes to jail because of this, right? Somebody goes to jail about it. And then they start sending out $3,000, $5,000 checks to kind of hush people up. And knowing that, knowing that this engine is dangerous, they throw money at the issue, right? They throw money at the issue. Somebody went to jail because of this, and it's all hushed under the rug. And it's a wonder nobody has died because of this. And they're now starting to, like I said, they're throwing out money to kind of to kind of uh, say that, okay, that's the solution to the problem. The NFL throws money at everything. They throw money at these victims. Uh, a lot of these guys that, that are making the mainstream news have taken money, didn't think that was enough money from the NFL, and is still complaining about this situation. So it's, it's their responsibility. And I don't think it's going to change because if if if, if it almost have to we have to cancel the game if right. the truth really came out if people got really educated on it. But again, Tim, it's a situation like this. You got to make the decision to play that game as a parent, as a child. It is never not going to be violent. I don't care how many new helmets you come out with. I don't remember <laughs> how many super pads you got on. Think about this. Your brain is suspended in fluid. And every time your your head stops, that brain keeps on moving. It's like an upside down doorbell uh, or, or bell. That's what your right. brain is like suspended in that fluid. And people don't understand that. So unless we eliminate the game and I hate to say it, I don't want it to happen. Don't want it to change. Uh, that's the only way to stop it. You know, right. people are going to play the game and, you know, the danger. So it is what it is. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a good that's a good uh, thought, man. Um, My son yeah. here want to play football. I'm trying to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, it's uh, it's it's an interesting one, man. And but you know, it's so funny though, bro. Um, I talked to Sean Barber. He played the Chiefs a while back, man. And uh, you know, he didn't let his kids play. He he didn't let his boys play football and uh, tackle until high school. You know, yeah, uh, Drew, Drew Brees. Drew Brees didn't play contact to high school. His dad made yeah. him play uh, uh, flag football all the way up to ninth grade. Man. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so you know, a lot of the guys that play ball, bro, we we we, we all got the same mentality as as, as relates to our kids. And it's these hey, it's these parents that never played sport. It's these these dads that never played sport before, man. Or they crazy? Or they be like. Yeah. Oh, they be in there. They want my. They they five year old got big old helmets on and stuff. I'm like, bro, I'm cool on yeah. that, man. My yeah. kid, hey, my kid ain't gonna walk around being no vegetable, no vegetable, man. And it's and it's easy to do. It's easy. think about that, man. It's so easy to do nowadays because everybody wants their kid to be Tom Brady. Everybody <laughs> wants their kid to be LeBron James. So they spending right. all this money sending them to baseball and football camps. And these coaches are like. Yeah, give me your kid. I'll take your money. Ain't teaching them nothing about nothing. That's about nothing. A, <laughs> ain't teaching them nothing about nothing. And and it's just crazy to me, man. It's yeah. it, it it's really uh it's really interesting how this is working. You know. Yeah. But you really hey, hey, but you know what though? I think so. I, I really over the last little bit, man, I really like refocused my attention as as a as a coach, man. And so as a coach, bro, like I think our responsibility is to teach, is, is to build character. It's to use football as a way to build character. 
you know, uh, the discipline, uh, life skills, uh, uh, learning how to work with a team, learn how to, you know, uh, be coachable, learning how to adjust, learning how to persevere, learning how to overcome, learning how to fight. I think all those things, man, are, are just really honing in on some of those those character building skills that football foot because the game of football is brilliant, man, for, for creating, like, I tell people all the time, like a lot of my discipline today, my discipline in business, my discipline in my relationships come from the game of football. It comes man, from, yeah. you know, it comes from me learning how to deal with adversity. It comes from me learning how to get up early and get my day started and set goals, man. And, and yeah. uh, my day, bro. Oh, that came from football. Yeah. And see, what you said is all that. See, I was reckless in the game. Well, I told you I played like I had another body in the closet. That's why my credit was bad for a long time. I mean, I was out of control. My body wasn't I, my body wasn't healing. But if that's what you're saying, you learning that from football. Show you right, man. <laughs> it just but it just depends on it just depends on what you want to take out of the sport. It, yeah, it really but, depends on it. Right. You and know? a lot of. And a, but a, a lot of that, a lot of that I just I just mentioned though, uh, came later though. It it didn't come it didn't come when I was playing. Right away, yeah. it came I, it came after when I started to reflect. I'm like, hold up, this yeah. is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, but yeah, bro, uh, like because even when I was playing, bro, I didn't take care of my body. I, I was eating McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? I was. <laughs> Chad Johnson say McDonald's is good though. Chad Johnson say. He said, he said, forget the science or the trusted science. He said, forget the science. He ate McDonald's every day before the game. <laughs> every day is so crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't, you know, uh, there would be summers, man. I would skip out on workouts, come in, camp overweight, man, not running, not lifting. And, you know, I had that, uh, uh, you know, as an athlete, bro, you know, sometimes some athletes had that uh, catch-up speed in terms of like, you know, uh, like my buddy always tell me, he was like, man, I lift three times a day. You don't live for two months. You're still stronger than me. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yeah, it's just that some, some of that's just kind of guy given, you know? And so oh, yeah. like, like, you know, you, you, you know, those guys, bro, who, who was just fast. They didn't, oh, they, yeah. didn't they, they, they didn't train that. They, they didn't train very hard. They, they smoke weed every day. You know what I'm saying? Um, just naturally gifted, God gifted. <laughs> I was telling the kids today. I said, I said, you see all those guys in the NFL. I said, some of them don't belong there. I said, but there's some of them that have been touched by God, and mm -hmm. and that's <laughs> like Mike, like Mike Vick was one of them. When oh, I man. read and when I read Mike Vick's story, how he said he didn't even study, how he 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 didn't even work out in the off season, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. And he God said, he, "Bro, they say he didn't get serious about he, he didn't get serious about the game till he got out of prison with the and got with the Eagles." The second time around, huh? Second time around, I said, "What yeah. we?" I read yeah. his book, bro. He didn't get serious about football, bro, until he when he came back. Yeah, that's when he got with Andy Reid, right? That's when Andy got a hold of him, and yep. and Andy kind of changed the dynamic. I, I really dig Andy. I really dig his coaching style. Nice, smooth. You know, get the job done type of attitude. Don't need to be doing all this hooping and hollering, man. It's just the philosophy of the game. You know what you got to do? Show up, execute, and we'll win some. We'll win some ball games. You know, that's 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 where coaching comes in. If you know what you're doing, 
you know your personnel, you know, he can make you into a superstar. I love me some Andy Reid. Glad he's a chief. (laughs) Glad he's a chief. So as it relates to so as it relates to brain health, bro. Uh where do this I think I think this is a very I mean you said a lot of terms of NFL's not gonna they're not gonna you know come out and say anything. They're gonna do just enough to keep people happy. They're gonna do they're gonna do just enough. They're gonna throw money at it. Uh like you said, because we would have to eradicate the game of football. Right. Um stop all the brain injuries but my thing is this bro like and it's so funny when you look back in the nfl or you look back in football period uh most of your uh football is the most abusive sport in terms of domestic violence you know uh, yeah and it comes and that's a sign in itself bro because one of the symptoms of cte is is uh abuse right uh, like a abusive behavior right you know and so um, when we look across the game you see all these domestic violence issues you like bro that that ought to tell you something right there yeah um i i think you know a lot of people say well these are neanderthals and look at them they're playing a violent game but there's so many we got roads we got rogue scholars and from the national football league we got people who are doctors like D. Tarnif, uh for the Chiefs. Um, I, that's, that's all mental issues because I think you can separate the violence from the game. This is not like the, the Heath Ledger. Remember when Heath Ledger that played uh, the Joker? He got so wrapped up into his character and then it ended up being so dark, thinking like the Joker, he ended up overdosing and killing himself. That's, that's something that you um, – that's that's a mental issue that's that's something that uh i could cut off you could cut off i've seen you in the game violent mean hard to play and then i've seen you after a game you know how to shut that off when you don't when you're not capable of shutting that off and separating that that game of violence from life yeah it's 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 something going on in your brain there's something not connecting there um and you know, when you have brain trauma, the studies will tell you, like you said, those are some of the signs, domestic violence and 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 uh, foul attitudes, things, you know, stuff like that. So absolutely, man, I think I think it's all mental issues. And that's something to, that the NFL, the, the national or the NCAA need to address all the way down to peewee football. All that needs to be addressed. But you know what? Like, like we said like a while ago, it comes down to the bottom line. And the, the crappy thing about everything we're talking about today, Aaron, is that it's all attached to the dollar. And, yeah. and if, you, if you don't have a problem, there has to be a problem so you can make money. If there's not yeah. a problem, you don't make money. Doctors are not employed. You know, they raise billions and millions of dollars for research. I'm like, what are y'all reading? Like Kyle Turley said on his on his Instagram on his Instagram post. He said, "What y'all still reason? What y'all raising money for? Like, yeah. what y'all still what y'all still raising money for research for? They got all the money. I mean, they 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 got they got enough money to go out there and make change if they wanted to, yeah. but they don't want to change. They you know that this is a cash. Uh, what do you say? Yeah, they, I said they know that this is a cash cow that ain't going away. People are going to dial into football. Even those, even those Trump supporters said, "I ain't never watching the game again." Come on now, you watching football? You get bored. You are gonna have yourself sitting in front of that TV with that Michelob Ultra 
watching the game. And the NFL knows that. They have a product and a brand that works. You know what I mean? And they loyal. You know why? Because I'm loyal. I love my Chiefs. I love my hometown. I love watching Patrick Mahomes do his thing. I don't care if they salute this, that, and the other. <laughs> or, or, or taking me. I don't care. None of that. I don't care if they got players coming out that they're gay. I love the, the, the game. I, I, I love what it stands for, and I love what it means. So the NFL knows that. And when you start affecting their bottom line, yeah, it'll start to change. But it ain't affecting right now. It's, it's, it's making it better, you know? So you got to forgive me. I'm trying to get my light here so you can see me. No, you're good, bro. You're good. So what do you think? So in terms of the topic is cannabis and sports, and for those of you who are just out in, uh, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube, uh, this podcast, uh, Dream Muscle uh, Podcast, is brought to you by DreamMuscleCoffee.com. I'm with my boy, with us from Everyday I Train. Make yes, sure Dream.com and patronize us. Uh, we have phenomenal product. We ship to all 50 states. Uh, so if you just dialing in, uh, this Dream Muscle Podcast is brought to you by DreamMuscleCoffee.com. What do you think about the NCAA right now? Do you think do you think NCAA is in trouble? I think it was in trouble a while back. Um, and guess where it started? It didn't start with it didn't start with uh, uh, the kids wanting to get paid. It didn't start with um, this this new uh, situation with Judge Kavanaugh. It started with the girls in the basketball when they when they didn't get equal rights in the gym. When they showed up to the NCAA tournament, oh, and they had some, they had some exactly. When you start, <laughs> when you start, when you start touching the women and the women's movement, that was so that was the breaking point, I think. Now you're gonna start seeing uh more judgments against the NCAA. Uh these kids are about to start getting paid. I don't know how that's gonna work. Um NCAA's in trouble. And I think it frankly needs to go away. I think the kids need to be paid for their likeness. I mean, think about the billions. University of Texas is the is the the biggest revenue. They make the most money out of college football. Found that out like five years ago. And you got people like the Ricky Williams, the Earl Campbells. They got the statues out front. You know, you've been there. You've been there with me. Uh, it's it's incredible the money they make. And they say you can't even get a snack lunch from your girlfriend without the NCAA's approval. You can't get a, a ride. It, it, it's crazy. How do you expect these kids to survive? How do you expect these kids to, to, to flourish when they're struggling? It's almost like the slave mindset, the slave mentality. They want them as slaves, making money off of them and gaining profit. So yeah, absolutely. I think the NCAA is in trouble in, the, in this women's movement with it. It's what's going to make it work. Dude, when you think about it, when you sit back and think about NCAA, dude, that that's that that's slavery that's slavery for real, bro. Big time, big it, time, it, man. It really that's is true. Like those kids are out there grinding. They can't they 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 corner. They can't have a job. They they corner. They can't take no money. They give them a meal. Grant they on scholarship. They they you know they they get you know they have a different type of lifestyle than a typical lower level athlete or whatnot, which is fine. And all the little perks come with it. They end up being celebrities. They still broke, don't have no money. Uh, the school is racking in hundreds of million dollars during a season. 
They yeah. got jerseys. They got a video game, bro. And they it's, get it's, no, it's they crazy. get no parts of that, bro. No parts of that. None. And they get they get they get laughed at. Give me get going out there, slave. And you know, it, it, you know the other thing that drives me nuts about this whole thing too is the people that are making profit of it, profit off of it. Not just the NCAA. I hate to say it, but coaches. You know, a lot of these coaches are so concerned. Matter of fact, everybody is so concerned about losing position in the world that they won't open up their mouths when they see injustice being done. And that's our issue. We're, we're so afraid to lose something because right. we have our heart. We have our hearts in the wrong place. You know, we have our we have our mindset focused on things that that aren't really benefiting us. And I think these coaches, when it comes to this type of stuff, man, hey, open up your mouths, man. Maybe you can be that, that spark for change. And, and change usually starts with one. But if we ain't got none, <laughs> you know, none is willing to stand up. It's going to continue to happen. But I'm glad that uh, uh, Judge Kavanaugh, I know y'all hate Judge Kavanaugh because he's a Republican, but he did the right thing, uh, putting that order out or making uh, suggestions today and denying the NCAA some of those, uh, uh, what, uh, what I'm going to say, slave, <laughs> slave rights that they're trying to put on these players. Let them boys get paid. Let them girls get paid. I'm all for it, you know. Did I answer your question or was I, am, am I am I tripping? No, you good, bro. Yeah, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. still trying to still trying to give you some light over here, brother. <laughs> so, as it relates to cannabis and sports, in relation to the athlete, fast forward a little bit. Um, I think uh, one of the one of the we got to give kudos to Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams was. Don't quote me on this. You might do the research on it. But from my knowledge, he was the first NFL athlete to come out and said, hey, you know what? I would rather smoke weed than play football. And when he said that, I was like, dang, everybody thought Ricky was crazy. But we realized later on that Ricky knew something we didn't know. And what Ricky knew, and Ricky knew he was struggling. And Ricky knew oh, yeah. that – Hey, I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be able to do this and be and and have it and be able to be productive after football. Yeah, he, you know he has a he has a podcast. It's called uh, uh, Curious Questions. And if you haven't checked it out, uh, Ricky Williams' uh, podcast, go check it out. He actually tells a story about how he got started in cannabis, uh, about how he broke up with his girlfriend, or his girlfriend had cheated on him with the backup quarterback for the University of Texas. And he found out about it. And his boy was like, hey, man, don't trip on her. Spark this up. And he said from then on, he's been he's been like, wait a minute. <laughs> Instead of going off, let me blaze one up real quick. And you know what? I don't see I don't see it. I don't see an issue with that, man. So many people um, take issue with athletes and in cannabis. And I'm glad Ricky Williams is one of these people who said something like, hey, I'd rather smoke than than uh, play football. If. The in, in the NFL and any of these other leagues uh, somehow say, hey, I'll let y'all smoke weed. Let it be a little free league or whatever. The game will change. The game will totally change. You might see some, you know, I mean, see some injuries uh, where people have been injured, start healing up a little bit better. You'll, you'll start seeing less domestic violence. Um, you'll, you, you'll start seeing, may, you, maybe you, are, you might see some, some records be broke 
because of these guys are being able to focus a little bit more. So you never know. Uh, I think I think the benefits of cannabis and sports is 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 incredible. Uh, I'll tell you about my situation, man. For a long time, I didn't know why the hell I was having so many ups and downs and struggles and 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 memory losses, my anger, ups and downs. It's I, I, and then I watched that movie. Uh, what's the movie? Uh, Concussion with Will Smith. Man, yeah. after I watched that, it changed, it changed the game for me. I started doing studies. I started doing research. I started looking at all the universities, Tulane, Michigan State, Wikipedia, anything I can get my hands on. And like I said before, I ain't letting my son play this game. I am not wanting him to go through this stuff. Uh, right. You know, and, and for me to say that in a sport that I love, man, it's that's that's crazy. You know, right. that's really crazy. But I think Ricky Williams was on to something when he jumped onto this onto the cannabis, man. It, it helped, it helped me out tremendously. Now I know what's going on and, and it's a real benefit to me, either the CBD or the actual with the THC and all that stuff. I don't do it to, to, to get blazed and, and, and act the fool. I do it for healing properties, man, mental clarity, you know, uh, to sleep, to sleep good, to detoxify. There's yeah. so many, uh, there's so many uh, uh, benefits uh, and I think that people need to to really tap into that. You know, I think they really do. You got a lot of experience uh, with 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 the CBDs and things like that. Uh, yeah, tell bro. us tell us a little bit about your knowledge, Joe. You know, yeah, you know, I think um, it changed it changed the game for me, bro. Like I said, I I was one of those guys who was dealing with the the head trauma for real, for real. a lot of mood swings and uh, you know crazy thoughts and. And just, you know, borderline abusive. And, and um, you know, I just had a hard time. And, um, you know, I was, I was, you know, for, I was, you know, I wasn't treating people the best. And uh, I was forgetting a lot of things and blowing money and not paying bills and uh, just losing, you know, missing, you know, not returning phone calls and, you know, um, just a lot of stuff that was just out of the norm for me, man. And um, I just, you know, I ran into a guy in 2015 who put me on this organic um, supplement, which helped me a little bit, but it wasn't 2017, 18 is when I got introduced to cannabis, man. And um, it changed my life, bro. Uh, mainly high CBD strains, low THC. Uh, I'm doing a little bit of Delta 8 right now uh, with the high CBD strain, which has been very, very life changing, bro. Like I said, like like you said, I don't do this stuff to get high, bro. I don't do this stuff to act a fool and be a stoner and get blazed. I, we do, bro. I, I like this is not an option for me. It's not an option. Uh, it 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 brings about like I'm, I'm a better person, bro. I'm a better person because. I got the healing and the nutrition that I need, man, for my brain health. And so right. uh, I've been focused a lot on brain health, bro. Uh, and brain health, uh, I tell people all the time, I read a good book that talked about brain health. You can't talk about mental health until you talk about brain health. We just don't address what, what, health. What was the name of that book? Uh, you don't, you don't remember? I think it was a mental health myth. By oh, okay. Daniel Amen, he's a brain doctor. Oh, okay. And he breaks down, bro. Like he was like, mental health is kind of a myth because really it's it's brain health. 
you got to, your brain has, it needs certain nutrients and certain things um, so you can function at a high level. And so what we understand Absolutely. about, uh, this is where, and this is where I learned, bro, there's so many different components uh, to this story as it relates to athlete and cannabis. But I think that we start, we, the athlete needs to start there. And I think I told you last week or I told somebody else, I was like, if I had this and I was playing, I would have still been playing. <laughs> I think I was yeah. still been playing. Uh, but it's changed my life, man. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm very, I'm very focused now. Uh, I'm very attentive. Uh, I have clear thoughts. Uh, I have more energy. Um, you know, I, I'm very in tune with what's going on. And that was very different. And so what I learned too, bro, um, I learned a lot even outside, even outside of campus, I learned a lot as it relates to the athlete. Number one, um, a lot of athletes, after they get done playing a, a specific sport, especially the older athlete, uh, they have issues with um, regulating their bodies because they have spent years of depleting their bodies of minerals. Um, yeah. And also um, football players specifically tend to have lower testosterone just because of all the brain, um, the brain uh, trauma. And so uh, I've learned, I've learned that that's important. So just regulating your testosterone levels. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things I've learned, man. I learned that, you know, different type of strength training and, and, and uh, uh, high performance training is not good for certain guys who have brain trauma. And, and so our workouts, we spend all of our life beating our bodies up. And then when we get done, retire, quit, or be done with the game, uh, we tend to, our bodies are, are tend to just shut down, you know, and we have to work through these things, man, to make sure that we, I find it after talking to many doctors and stuff that after football, you really have to change your whole entire, the way you see training and health and everything, bro. You got to, because we, we've been trained to, to go all out in one way. And a lot of us, we get stuck and like, you know what? My body ain't feeling that. So we don't do anything. And I'm learning now, like, for instance, like I walk on the treadmill like 10 minutes a day, walk on a treadmill. I had to develop a patience for that, bro, because I just feel like walking on a treadmill does nothing for me. But I had to. Mm. But but at the same time, walking on the treadmill done so much for me, bro. Like walking on the treadmill for me, it just it gives me more energy than lifting weights. And I'm like, yeah. wow, this is crazy. So I'm learning, man, to really reinvent my whole entire life, man. And uh, but it started with cannabis. It started with yeah. cannabis, and uh, and it's changed my life, bro. So yeah, I've, I've been to almost every doctor you can think of, from the neurologist, from multiple neurologists, concussion management specialists. Uh, I've been to uh, the NFL psych doctors. I've been to um, man, I've, I mean, any. Dude, I've been to almost every doctor you can think of. I told somebody, right. I said, I had, I had more, I seen more doctors in one year than somebody probably saw in their whole life. Yeah. And so, but, yeah. uh, but I was on different medications. Um, they, I pretty much told them I'm not taking these medications anymore. And these things don't work. I feel bloated. I feel irritable. Uh, I got headaches. Uh, so but it's a scary thing, man. It was a scary thing for me at the beginning, bro. Some days I didn't even think I was going to wake up, man, because it got to a point where I couldn't open my eyes. Mm. 
think I think I think we got a disconnection. Bit of a malfunction here. Might have to uh, jump back off and jump back on. Let's see if I can reconnect him. There you go. I think I lost you there for a second, Tim. Your signal disappeared. All right. Well, I think I lost Tim, and I'm pretty sure he'll be back on here in a second. So we'll just we'll just sit and wait for him to uh, uh, reconnect and get back on here. So what he was saying is 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 really correct with my situation. I turned to whiskey. And whiskey was my drink of choice. Whiskey was my uh, thing to kind of numb any of the pain. I like to say going to Narnia, you know, going somewhere different in my in my mind. But what changed that for me is is um, I got a note, <laughs> and that note really just uh, 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 the stuff that was in it from my wife just kind of changed my aspect on on drinking that day i haven't had a drink in 140 something days now and you could just see the changes that i've that i've had in my attitude my body my demeanor uh things are healing in my body inflammation is going away in, in my liver it's just crazy and then you couple that and then you bring in the cbd the healing properties of you know uh, detoxifying and helping you release uh, inflammation, man, it's just it's just incredible. So uh, I think we're going to end this and then jump back on. So let me see what's up. I was on here telling my whole story, bro. Hey, can you see me, bro? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. I was continuing your show. <laughs> oh, <that's> what... <laughs> hey, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it was just me monologue, and I was just sitting there talking to, <laughs> to myself for a second, man. Hey, but bro. you know what? That's just the nature of podcasting, working with internet, and doing all this stuff remotely, man. So you see it on national TV all the time, man. So. When I do my podcast, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I have a good time when things like that happen, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> this boy said, boy, he's sitting there having, he's sitting there having a good old time by himself. <laughs> hey, man, I love being, I love doing this stuff, man. This stuff is, uh, number one, the information is good. Uh, Tim, the, the, the topics are well thought. The conversations come from real people with experience and things. Um, I think that this, is real important. Let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. What do you think? This is going to be a toughie. This is going to be a doozy. What do you think about cannabis with kids? 
So uh, I give my my kids uh, I give my kids uh, CBD without the THC. Yeah. So I give my kids now they got cream. We got we got some we got some stuff that I give my kids for uh, especially my, my my youngest son when he when he's skateboarding or, or out, you know, he exercises a lot and he gets sore and knees and back and, and he used to get a lot of headaches and stuff, bro. And I would give him CBD for his headaches, man. And it will clear his headaches right up, man. Really? I, yeah. I, I think that's, you know, I've been watching some of these documentaries where parents are giving their kids uh, uh, CBD. They're giving them uh, just, you know, kids who are having seizures and things like that. They're getting a little bit of, uh, THC and there's helping those seizures that they're having and stuff like that. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I don't, I don't believe it's a gateway drug when it's regulated the right way, when it's, when it's administered for the right reasons, when you have people who are what I call them, bud tenders, uh, that know what they're talking about. People that got the knowledge of cannabis and how it affects you and different things. I think it's, I think it'd be a good thing, especially with these kids who have, uh, poor nutritional health. That's why we see the things called ADHD and all that stuff. And up to about what? Two years ago, my solution to that was a, a good old sound ass whooping, you know, put that put that <laughs> belt on their butt. <laughs> but I realized this is a real that's a real thing. The inflammation, the wheat belly, the, the amount of carbohydrates that we have that has our uh, insulin levels uh, spiked all day. All those things attribute to poor mental health. Uh, inflammation is the number one cause of, of, of disease. CBD yeah. helps detoxifying flushes flushes that out your system so i think man with cbd and cannabis it all comes down to education they 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 say it's a why would they say something with all these medicinal properties as a level three drug makes no sense to me it's crazy because they want to keep that pharmaceutical thing happening you know what i'm saying so uh yeah if they were smart regulate it yeah and that's the thing i think when it comes and i think that's the whole kind of the basis of the show is like, all right, what is our responsibility and what is our position as it relates to these guys coming up? It's, it's one thing to talk about, it's one thing to talk about mental health, brain health. It's one thing to talk about educating them on protocol for concussions, this and that. That's one thing. But I'm like, all right, what are the treatment plans? We can we can talk about the concussions and do, do assessments all day. But after those kids get done playing and their brain is swollen, what are we going to do? Feed them bad right. macaroni and cheese from a box, feed them another microwave meal. Like that does like, we need to find something. We need to help these guys. So I started giving, um, I'm in the process of working on uh, a kid, uh, a coffee based drink for younger kids because uh, coffee, I look at coffee the same way I look at cannabis, bro. Like they lied to us about coffee. They told us that coffee was bad for us. Coffee is not bad. Coffee is actually a neuroprotectant. Coffee is good for your brain. And a lot of, a lot of my uh, rehabilitation came through coffee. Not only mm-hmm. did it come through cannabis, but it came through coffee. And uh, I find that, you know, when I attach the caffeine, you know, to a, a protein or a carbohydrate, you know, I had, bre- I had better brain function. You know, Dave Asprey yeah. came the bulletproof coffee he attached it to the omega-3 which is the grass-fed butter he attached the caffeine to the butter that way instead of shooting your cortisol levels up it was able to um it was able to uh do a time release over time throughout the day an eight-hour period they, yeah. they found that 
and a lot of athletes are going to bulletproof coffee now. They're like, you know what? We're going to do this coffee thing because, and I think a lot of it is just because they feel better on it. They have better brain function on it. So I think there's a lot of things, man, we have to relook at. So it's not just, okay, these kids are going to have brain damage or how do we have a better helmet? You know, we put them through this assessment. We put them through this education, but it's like, okay, after all that said and done, and after they go out, like you said, on Friday night, on Saturday, and on Sunday, all that goes out the window. Okay, since all that goes out the window, which it will, we need to be ready after those games or after those practices to say, since you're going to jack yourself up, okay, we're going to, we're going to, we got something just to help you relieve some of that pressure or relieve some of that inflammation. <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't think they, I don't think they've done that. I don't think they care to do that. Um, I think once you start acknowledging it by allowing that, now you're saying, Oh, we knew something was up. You know, if we allow cannabis, if we allow CBD, we're liable by saying, Oh, we knew something was wrong. We, we knew we was out here jacking y'all up. So, um, I don't, I, I, it's, 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 it, it really does. Like you said, it comes down to two things, man, educating yourselves and, and eliminate or, or eliminating football. And that's a conscious decision that you have to make coming into a violent game. You know, when you pad up, it could be a last game. When you pad up, you can get a concussion. You can break your neck. You can get your eye poked out. That's just you saying, understanding that, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm committing to do this and I'm going to do it. So it, 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 educational help. I think education will steer some of these guys away from the game. And I ain't saying, I didn't mean to say help. Uh, education will help them make a conscious decision about their lives on the football field. If they want to do that or not, if they want to go into baseball or, or basketball, heck, even soccer gets more concussions than football. And, you know, education I think is the biggest thing. So I think if, as long as we're doing shows like this, talking about it, um, bringing it up all the time instead of before preseason or, you know, during offseason training, or if you got to take a coaching test and they only bring it up in one section, you know what I'm saying? If we constantly keep this in our face, I think they're going to have to make some, some major, major changes to the game. Um, they, will, it, will the game become even more weak than it is now? Absolutely. And I think we're going to have to start dealing with that. Maybe maybe it's going to start a football game where, where where you don't have contact, where you're like running into force fields or something. I don't, I, I don't know. Hey, I'm, I'm about to tell movie. you. I, I'm a ch- bro, I, I told you last week what the future is. And if, if I can do, I'm telling you, before I leave this earth, man, before I leave this earth, man, I'm going to make a great, great attempt to, like, make indoor arena football a thing, bro. Because when you look at it, when you look at the facts of the game, bro, I feel like that is the closest you can – arena football is the closest that you can – you can make it still violent and aggressive, but you can also make that game safe as well. Yeah. Because number one, you got a 50-yard field. Number two, you're in close proximity. Now, we look at the NFL, okay? The NFL, bro, There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no rules in in, in that game, bro. 
Like, I feel like there are already rules within the indoor game that you don't have to modify it for it to be safe. Like, for instance, like a, a back a, a back can't blitz until the ball is snapped. Yeah. St- like stuff yeah. like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It gets dangerous when those guys are coming full sprint before that ball snap and you ain't ready for it. Bah! <laughs> I, I, I still think it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a violent game. That ain't, I don't think that's going, that ain't, that ain't going nowhere. That ain't going no, nowhere. I mean, no, it's, we're going to no, have it's, to, I think we're going to have to physically put a, a stabilizing brace on our neck <laughs> inside our head in order for it to, to be safe. And I understand what you're saying. The smaller field and you got, you got these bigger, bigger, bigger guys gaining momentum and you making car crashes every single play. Right. right. But but you still you still got to deal with these strong athletes that are explosive within five yards. I mean, granted, the contact won't the collision won't be that that much greater, but it's still, as we've learned, you know, any trauma is trauma. Um, so I think looking at rugby, how you tackle will help. Uh, but ultimately, it comes down to your, your decision to go to war. If you're crazy enough to jump your ass out there in the football field, you're crazy enough to deal with the consequences of the game. And right. I'm going to watch it because you decide to, <laughs> you decide to go yeah. on out there and it's entertainment. I mean, it's sports entertainment for me. So uh, right. if, you, if no. you can make the game safer, man, I'm all for it. I'm all for but it. I, I look at it like this too, bro. I look at it like this too. Uh, like Dr. King said about America, he was like, we, we do so much begging, bro. Like we do, like I, I told, I told one of my uh, business partners of the other day, I said, look, man, I'm only going to ask you three times. I don't beg, bro. Like, like I'm not, look, I'm not going to be begging you to look at my, my proposal and my cannabis program, yada, 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 yada. I'm not doing that. What I'm going to do, I'm going to say, hey, I got this coffee or I got this cannabis or I got this program. And, um, and you know, and I, I'm only going to ask you two to three times, maybe four times. And then if we can't get nowhere, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to either buy you out or I'm going to start something to compete with you. And I feel like, I look at NFL like America, bro. Dr. King said that America needs to be America's system needs to be it needs to be destroyed, bro. He said we needed a he said America must be born again. We need a new America. We need those systems of old, bro. Forget forget revamping, forget policy, forget all that bullcrap, bro. We need to like eradicate. Right. And so like with the NFL, I'm like, man, the reason why I'm, I'm pushing towards the indoor, I'm like, man, I ain't, we're not, I'm not asking y'all. We're not begging no more, bro. We're going to go in and create it like we want to create it. We're going we're gonna to make cannabis a thing. We're going to have great treatment plans. We're going to have great doctors. We're going to have great protocol. You know what I'm saying? We're going to make the game to where it favors the athlete and not the slave owner. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, the whole system needs to be destroyed, bro. I I I get I, I follow what I follow what you're saying, because um, it doesn't favor. Of course, of course, these guys get paid millions of dollars. Okay, dude, you know how many right. broke you know how many broke athletes I didn't talk to, bro. That were like first round draft. I, bro, man, dude, I talked to a dude that played with the Chiefs, bro. He uh, he got uh, drafted out of uh, San Diego State. 
uh, in 2012. And he played the Chiefs for like three years. And then he went to Dallas. Man, he sat at dinner with me one day, bro. And he 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 just I was just I was shocked because he was just he just he just came he just came out and started admitting a whole bunch of stuff. He was like, bro, I ain't got no money, this and that. I got the agent, I got these taxes, yada. But he looks like a he looks like a, su- a successful pro athlete. Right. But he but he ain't got no money, bro. And so these yeah. guys come out banged up, they come out with head trauma. They come out. Danny Hughes, who played the Chiefs, when he was my coach at Lee Summit, he spoke at one of our events. He said he retired. He retired with fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, Danny <laughs> Hughes. Yeah. He retired with 50, 50k, bro. Yeah. Of course, that was that was in the late '90s, but still, it's like a lot of guys, bro. It's like, all right, is this? is this worth it? Is, is this really worth it, bro? I make a million, you know, of course, you know, football too is, is crazy because like football is one of the lowest paying sports. Yeah. You do the right. most work, but you don't get paid nothing. Yeah. You know, right. like NBA, NBA, bro, you could trick off some NBA money and still be straight after you retire. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you got to think know? about this though. Even still though, it's a it's you're getting paid pretty pretty good money to play a child's game. Although a violent game, you're you're getting paid a pretty good penny to play a child's game, to be entertaining. And and just imagine, you know, being able to make that type of money and and play a game. You know what I mean? Even if you walk away and you don't have a lot of uh, a, a lot to show from it, it's a child's game. How many people can say that that they can play a hobby and make a make a make a living? Now those guys that have that have blown their money, that's on them. If those if you didn't have the right people around you to surround yourself to to say, hey, don't spend your money, invest in this and do this, that, and the other. Look for look for multiple streams of income that's going to sustain you when you're sleeping. That's on them. But to play a child's game, I think it's just incredible that they get the opportunity to do that. Um, the game, the, the, the game is going to change. It's going to evolve. There are going to be innovators like you that come in and say, "Hey, let's make these type of changes." And I hope, and I hope that makes the change, the the game better than what it is. Um, I'm just thinking realistically that, you know, again, it's going to get to the point where it's like a a cry for help. Hey, the NFL is too violent. You know, uh, somebody's always going to be crying about it. And then eventually it's going to change for the worse. I hope it doesn't. I hope the game doesn't go away. I hope it gets better. I hope it gets safer. I hope the new innovations that come out change the game in a positive way. But uh, I, I'm just maybe I'm just maybe I'm just pissing in the wind on this one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, man, look, man, like I said, like we said earlier, in order to get rid of all the crazy stuff, you got to just get rid of the whole thing. And so. I don't know. I don't know. If, I, I don't think that that's 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 not going to be the, that. That's not a that's not a realistic goal. So I yeah. think what we ha- we what we have to do is say, you know what, what can we do to make sure? Like right now, bro. Like as I as we as we speak right now, I'm looking for a team to buy. Like like yeah. like like literally. 
Like yeah. literally, right? I've already talked to a couple people, man, that got connections with a couple teams in uh, IFL teams that are for sale, and they're actually in the price range and with, with like in my budget. And um, dude, we gonna make this happen, man, because I just like I said, man, I've lost I've lost a lot of interest, man, and I think as race today, I care about the athlete. I think I care about the athlete more than I care about the sport, man. And uh, and I know, and I know what kind of the neat, the good thing about the game, bro. Like I said, no, number one, it taught it taught us a lot of different things about our character, about you know perseverance, about champ, about being a champion, about being a winner, yada yada yada. But at the same time, man, it also allowed us to see the world, man. You know, both of us have played with guys from all over the place, man. I got to learn about so many different things, man. I got to play with so many different coaches, so many different philosophies, man. I got to I got to tap into different cultures. My roommates in college were Samoan, bro. I got to tap into the – I learned how they ate – what they ate for breakfast. I learned how they, they listened to their music and why they listened to that type of music. And I had a roommate from New Zealand, bro. Like, I learned about things about New Zealand. I th- had guys from Florida and New York. And so I learned, like, different cultures and customs and – and that was a beautiful thing. And to this day, bro, I got we got I got friends. You got friends. You in Phoenix. I'm in KC in Vegas. We got people all over the place, bro. Uh, I got guys in Maryland. I got guys in LA. I got guys everywhere, bro. That that I'm I'm connected with still to this day. And that that is the cool part about the game, bro. Yeah, it's this common that common identity, man. The commonality yeah. man, brings us together, man. All my friends that I that I can I can honestly say all my friends came from sports. All my friends, either church or sports. And yeah, there's there's not a friend that I have that isn't that, that didn't that didn't come from from the game and and what God the, the game has so many life lessons in it, so many different uh, aspects that you can apply in life. And man, somebody you know when when you said something that was you pointed out that was a real point, but you said it's, it's about the athlete. And at some point, the game does change when you start throwing money in there and stuff like that. Because when you got to realize is, is we played the game for free. We played it with a passion for free. Hey, go down to the car, turn around, button hook. I'm going to hit you. You know, stuff like that. Playing in the street when the car hit the horn, we get out the way. And again, and then when the car <laughs> passed, the game resumes. You know, not throwing a, go, going to get a ball and putting some neon on it and so you can get, keep kind of playing at night. All those type of things. You know, we play, we play, we played it for fun. And when you start implementing money into it, now it becomes a, how do you separate that from becoming a job? How do you separate that becoming who you are versus right. what you do? And right. um, when, when we're dealing with athletes nowadays, I think we've lost that 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 fun commonality. It's 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 a business, and we say that all the time. Football is a business, but before it was a business, man, it was just something that we like to do. It was fun. <laughs> That's what, that's what made it real. So that's why I like people like Tim Tebow, uh, uh, Russell Wilson. The game is still fun to them. You know, you can hear it when they talk. You can hear it. You can hear that they've been around people that influenced them the right way to understand. Yes, I understand that the game has brought me all this notoriety, money, and so forth and so on. At the end of the day, it's still a game. And if we can get that idea back and instill that in these kids coming up, I think, number one, the game will change. These new kids coming up are going to be more innovative when it comes to 
concussion protocol, they'll be more educated about these things. They'll look at other opportunities outside of the, 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 the pharmaceuticals. They're looking more medicinal stuff, uh, natural healing. Uh, the education has to be there, though. And also, the people with the education have to get this information out there without fear of losing their position. And if we can do that, man, I'm all for whatever the game changes. Bring marijuana into the game. Let these boys that are suffering uh, get the healing that they need. Stop stigmatizing these things. You know, stop uh, uh, making it bigger than what the game was about. It's, it's about, like you said, common goals, camaraderie, different people looking, uh, doing, doing the same thing, you know, uh, uh, black, white, or whatever. It's, a, it's the ultimate game. It's the ultimate game that has implications in life. I'm going to try to coin that somehow. I'm gonna try to make. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to bring <laughs> bring something monetary out of that. It's the ultimate game that brings uh, a game that that influences things in life, and it's incredible. It's incredible to watch, man. I'm watching my son, man. It's it's funny. I'm watching my son. Don't even like football. Ain't watched the team. I mean, he barely watched the Chiefs game. I put him out in flag football first play. This dude runs out of bounds. Second play <laughs> of the game, he gets it. He's like, okay. Now I know what football is about, and the instant love in his eyes was there. The very next game, this dude pulling some – he didn't went on YouTube and started pulling up some Barry Sanders moves and all that stuff. It's just – it's one, it's a beautiful game, uh, um, even the way it's structured is. And, golly, I wish, I wish a lot of kids got off into the sports, but they got into the sport for the right reason, not to go to the NFL, but to build relationships, uh, build a brand, build camaraderie. Uh, ch- change change the way you uh, look at life dude, with discipline and structure and stuff like that. That's what the game is so important about. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's just it's just a crazy thing, man. Yeah, we got to continue to talk about this stuff to help these athletes out, man. So it's all about the athletes. So I like how you said that. Got to be about the athlete over anything yeah. else. Yeah, for sure, bro. For sure, man. Uh, but yeah, man, I think. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just, uh, that's why I like, uh, oh, kudos to Kyle Turley, too. Kyle is doing a lot for athletes, man, standing on the front lines. Everybody's, some of these guys are calling him crazy and, and, and rejecting Kyle Turley him. going off, boss. He, he in the mix of things. And I was, hey, Kyle Turley, salute, boy. Go on out there and tell him about it, man. You hey, know what he, I'm saying? He, Go on out there and tell him. He ain't holding no man. That dude is out there like, hey man, y'all suck. After NFL, y'all y'all got these cats on opioids and <laughs> hey man, it's it's uh yeah. it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy, man. So kudos to Kyle Terry, Ricky Williams, uh any other at, former athlete, retired athlete who's on the front lines, man, fighting uh for the uh the health of the athlete. Kudos to you. So, no, nah, I mean, I've enjoyed this conversation, bro. It, it was uh, – it's always good. Always yeah, and it's, 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 it's talking about things that we love, things that we're passionate about, and you can see it, and you can see it in a smile on your face, man, just trying to get this information out there, man. And yeah. I appreciate you having me on. This is always great conversation. Keep the conversation going, man. Keep it going. Once a month, twice a month, whenever you can, bring it up. And when you talk to these athletes, make sure that you just continue to – to uh, educate, um, that's that's where uh, I think people lose it in translation. If they don't educate, they don't know, and they're just going out right. there blind, and then they're trying to figure out, damn, what the hell is wrong with me at the age of thirty? Why am I so depressed? Why I don't want to do this? Why I don't want to leave the house? Why do I want to kill myself? 
all those things. So yeah, this important. This conversation is fun. It's important. And I'm glad you had me on for it tonight, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, bro. You know, another thing too, uh, somebody, man, I look, I'm at a point in my life where I'm just getting, I'm getting really real with my emotions. I'm getting really real with myself and, and a lot of questions have been fired up uh, for me. And uh, I think it was one of my clients. Somebody asked me, bro, they said, if you had to go back and do it again, would you have done it? Would you have played? And I said, Boy. I said, Man. probably if I know what I know now, probably not. Yeah. I think coming from the environment that I came from, I would have done it again because literally, I mean, that was like our way to just do something positive. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, if my parents, if I grew up in a different, if my parents were, you know, upper middle class and I had a, you know, different type of environment, maybe grew up in, let's say like Lee Summit or just had a different experience, I probably would have, would have focused on my education and I probably would have went straight to entrepreneurship, bro. Honestly, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Man. So it, it's just, that's a, that's a tough question. It's a tough, that's a one, tough question to answer to say, if you, if you, if you I still do it. Because <laughs> football, well, because football, football for me was just a way, it was just, it was a way out, bro. It, it was a way yeah. out, you know? And so, I mean, I love the game at the, you know, but I'm, I'm gonna be, let's, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real with you, bro. And I, I I don't I don't admit this often, man, but I probably started losing my love for the game, bro. Probably my junior in college, man. Yeah, yeah, I did. Like the love love to watch it or 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 play or just, it, just to play just it, to play, play it, bro. I, I was tired, man. I was tired, yeah. bro. I was tired, man. And and I, I did. That's crazy. Yeah, I was I was tired. I was bro, I was tired, bro. I was like, man. And then like I started doing other things. Like I started like I got a whole bunch of like for me, I've always had other interests outside of football. Like I was right. the athlete, I was the athlete that go to practice and I would leave and go go to the library and watch videos on how to build a business, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I was an athlete that went to practice and I went to go do an internship or something. You know what I'm saying? Like like, I feel like even if I played in the NFL, bro, I would be one of them guys, like, in the offseason going to, like, law school or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I always had I always had a different – I always had different interests, bro. And so, like, football yeah. – I did all I love football. And at one point, football was everything to me. I always done things outside of football my whole entire football career. But, yeah, and that's just based on what your environment was. Like, me – I, I didn't have to you think about it. Single parent home, uh, but we doing okay versus a single parent home and we struggling every day. That kid that comes out of that single parent home that's struggling every day is gonna have a different mentality than somebody who wants to play football and said, I want to make it to the NFL versus somebody that says, This is my only way out. I gotta make it. So the NFL is full of those type of dogs. And you have sprinkled in there guys who who've had the right opportunities, had the right influences, had the right people around them to kind of push them through. But the NFL is full of, I think majority of the National Football League is full of dogs who just said, I have to make it. I, I wholeheartedly believe this. I was a hell of an athlete. I was able to make it. Uh, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I, when I went up against some of the best competition, you and some of the other guys, I said, man, I, I can go pretty far. 
but I think that uh, my hunger was different than somebody who struggled more than me. Does that make sense? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And and I, I guess I didn't put every I, I didn't leave it all on the line like I should have. And I that's one of my regrets. That's one of my regrets that I didn't come in with that animal hunger. And kids don't understand that. Kids got it handed to them nowadays. Uh, and that's why I tell them it's so easy for you to succeed today. You know, people like us who've grown up understanding that you still got to fight and you got to scratch for everything and the work ethic and all that stuff. We still have that ability because we can look at the look at the times and say, man, y'all got it easy, bro. If I wanted to go get some game footage, I had to go to the I had to go to the VCR. I had to record it and dub it <laughs> off the coach's stuff. Then I had to go get the envelope, take it to UPS. You got to box this big, sending your stuff out. Now all you got to do is is digitally record and go just like this, swipe, and your stuff is all over the world in two seconds. If you ain't successful, it's because you ain't a dog. You ain't a dog for it. that. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, right. man. Uh, then speaking of what you, okay, let's, all right. So, yeah, I just said that. You said that. But at the same time, when we went against each other in practice, hey, it, it was, hey, it was lights out on both sides. There was bro. no love loss. <laughs> we was in there. Right. In there. I, I hated going against you, man, because right. I, I, I hate to admit it. I, I never tell you this again. You better record this. You <laughs> was better than me. You was better than me in a lot of ways, man. You was you you and Jermaine, y'all had my number. And I said, I said, man, I ain't never played nobody to know what I'm doing <laughs> before I do it. <laughs> hey, Bro. Jermaine told me, he said, he said, he said, hey man, he said, listen, this is what you gotta do. I said, hey don't. I know what I got to do. You don't tell me what I got to do. And then you did the same thing. I said, these boys know the game. They know the game. And I, and, and it's so fun to play against you, man. Bro, it was. It, it was, man, we had fun, bro. I'm like, all right. Because I used to, I, I didn't, I didn't buckle my chin. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't buckle my chin strap up much in practice, bro. But when you came, you came that first time, I'm like, all right, it's time. It's time to clip that end up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know that's so that's so funny, man. That's so funny. I did not like you. I grew up with Jermaine, though. Me and Jermaine grew up in the same neighborhood. We used to play, uh, uh, what you backyard football together, and we used to. He went to Raytown South. I went to Hickman Mills, and we competed in track and field with the discus and stuff, all the way up to state. So I knew his caliber. When I when I quit Topeka and went to play arena ball, then I came, I went to Evansville. They cut me and I called uh Coach Sykes, I think it was Sykes at the time, called him, or was it Coach Green? Maybe it was Coach Green. Probably Coach Green. I called him up. I said, Hey man, I need a job. He said, Come on back down there. And I was like, well, where's where's uh what's the name? You was in this position. I said, I'm about to eat this dude up. I'm about to go to work. <laughs> I'm about to let him know that, hey, just because I was gone for two years, I'm back. Hey man. <laughs> I said, I said, hey, coach, who's this dude? Get this dude, <laughs> get this dude up out of here, <laughs> bro. Hey, bro, yeah. Jermaine. Hey, bro, it was all, it was all fun, bro. We, 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 we played hard. Jermaine gave me problems, man. Jermaine gave Athlete. me problems one on ones, bro. Athlete. Yeah, Jermaine. Jermaine was one of them dudes. See, Jermaine, Jermaine was. Jermaine was he was book smart about the game. Cerebral. Very. Like so he gave me problems, bro. I wasn't as like I he 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 just outsmarted me all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, 
But uh, Jermaine, I mean, he will literally tell me where he's going. Yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't stop it, bro. Yeah, that's 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 what you call a gifted a gifted man. That man, that man used to be 350 pounds, come out of the tunnel, do a no-hand backflip. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, before the game. And I'm like, when we was kids, this dude could launching football damn near 80, 90 yards. Yeah. Uh, and it was just incredible to see, man. But, you know, again, that's the guy gifted. And then you have guys like uh, myself that, that that had to learn and play the game. But, yeah, man, you guys gave me the business. And I pre- hey. tell you what, it made me better. Like, I appreciate that. Likewise. They like, I think, yeah. but you know what? But you know what, bro? I think that's why we were so dominant, though, because, I mean, hey, when we was in practice, I mean, we was going against – we was going we was against the getting, best. We was getting. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we, we got was, on the field. We out here dominate. Yep. Man. We dominate. Uh, you know, do you remember Chris Coffin? Yeah, White Chocolate. That's my that's my guy. Yeah. So, Chris, Chris is the GM over here at the High V Arena, Arena downtown KC. And so, I, t- I went there and talked to him the other day, bro. And uh, I'm like, High V Arena is that the old uh, Kemper? Old Kemper. He's the general manager of that. He the GM over there, yeah. Because we about to put Most a shop stuff. over there. Yeah. So uh, he, hey, I went to talk to him the other day, bro. That dude, he's so funny, man. Hey, Chris, Chris was a man. I tell people all this day, he's probably one of the best quarterbacks I played with, man. He's 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 my hands down my best quarterback that I've ever played with, man. That dude. He came from when he got out of school. I don't know what happened. He came. We played at the uh, the minor league level, uh, semi pro ball, before. And then I was in Topeka, and I think he went down the year before me because all those guys, all the guys from the Jazz, and uh, they went down before me. And I was like, man, I ain't messing with that stuff. I didn't think I was gonna make the team. I made the team. Here go Chris White Chocolate down there. I said, I said, man, I seen this dude run over a middle linebacker and keep going to score. I said, that's my quarterback right there. White chocolate. That boy was cold-blooded. He was cold-blooded. Yeah. Hey, that dude, man, he 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 understood the indoor game for real, for real. He understood the game, mm-hmm. bro. And he was – I mean, we just – hey, we was like, all right, we got to just hold the block for two seconds, bro. And uh, he, he about to fire that back. It was just so easy, bro. And so, like um, – I remember yep. 2014 when he played with the uh, Kansas. He played with the Kansas City Renegades. He used to be the Kansas City Brigade, and uh, we was we played them at the Kemper Arena. As a matter of fact, man, halftime 32. It was tied up at halftime. It was 32-32. And and dude, at, after halftime, Chris must have like went in the locker room and drew some stuff on the whiteboard. And he came out, dude. He was launching. Them. Yeah. <laughs> and that score yeah. ended up being 82 to 32. Dang. Hey. Dang. Chris was launching. We couldn't stop him, bro. Hey man, just a just a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. I'm I'm glad I got the chance to see him outdoor and then indoor. And you know, became a good friend with the dude. Man, I haven't gotten touch with Cat in a long time, man. I think I need to. When I go home, I need to reach out, reach out to him, and and, and say what's up to him, man, because that's my guy right there, man. Good lord, yeah. I ain't never had to lose a season with him. Three years no. in the uh, two years outdoor, and then we played three years together indoor before I left. No. Yeah, N- never, never lose season, season with him. Nope. Yeah. Nope. He got he got me three he got me three rings. 
<laughs> so hey. I'm happy with that. I'm still looking. Hey, Ralph, Ralph, if you're watching this, I need my rings, bro. You got two, hey, you got two of my rings. He got two of mine, too. We're going to have to show up <laughs> on him, boss. We're going to have to show up on him. <laughs> hey, I need but my man. rings, bro. Yeah, you said you're gonna you said you're gonna get them, so go get them. And then when you get down there, hey, tell them I'm coming too. I'm I want right. mine too. <laughs> yeah, I want mine too, man. Yeah. So yeah, hey y'all, y'all gotta know, man. This is my guy right here. I enjoy these conversations, man. We could we could sit here and 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 talk all night about sports, talk about the different aspects of things, man. So just gotta bear with us when we get to giggling, man. This is just fun. <laughs> this is yeah. an absolute fun. You know, yeah. yeah. That's what's up, man. Well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you having you on, man. And uh, we'll definitely do this again. Um, Absolutely, man. For everybody who's watching, make sure you go to dreamosacoffee.com and purchase your coffee. Like us, share our pages. Um, and they can find you at Everyday I Train on Instagram. They can find me at Everyday I Train on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Also, check out our podcast, Mondays over Fridays. We just ended season one. Season two is coming back bigger, badder, and better. I'm excited about it, man. So, again, you can check us out at Everyday I Train. That's my training company uh, on all the social sites, but also Mondays over Fridays. You can catch us on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, and now we are going to be featured on iHeartRadio for season two. The fellas will be back, so check us out. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Well, appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. And uh, Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. I got a great guest I'm bringing to you guys next week. Uh, so make sure you go to Dream Muscle Podcast. Actually, we're on Instagram now. So go like our page, Dream Muscle Podcast. But make sure you go to dreammusclecoffee.com and support us. So God bless you guys. We out of here. I'm going to cut it off real quick. <laughs>